What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Making Podcasts Great Again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jay Nog, and we did skip a week. The president is very busy, and we can ask him why. And we have with us this week our president, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, thank you for joining us this week. Dave, it's good to be here. Very happy. We had a lot of business to do, a lot of business, very important things. So we had to skip a week. We did give them that nice bonus episode. I don't know if you uh, heard that one, but a uh, very nice bonus episode when uh, Anthony Kennedy decided to step down uh, and, and allow us to fill a beautiful Supreme Court seat. We w- we're going to get to that later, of course. Um, what did you end up doing on the your, your week off? Well, not week off, but you were too busy. Um do you watching the World Cup at all? I know Russia. It's in Russia, and well, we were very proud of our Russian team. Uh, they did a good job. They didn't win, but they've you know I talked to Vlad, and he was very proud of the team, and they should be. They've put on a beautiful show for the world. Once again, proving that Russia is a great country with great people and shouldn't be our enemy. We should be trying to get along. Were you Russians. rooting for Russia? We didn't even make the World Cup. They made the final eight. It's pretty good. Since the United States. Uh, didn't qualify. Were you rooting for Russia? Well, I, you know, I, I, I you know, we because England is in it. We've got, uh, you know, we've got a friend there in Russia with Vlad Putin, and uh, you know, so I was, I was rooting for them. But you know, you just hope for for good games. But most of these things, no goals, nobody's scoring. It's unbelievable. It's like watching my son Eric at a singles event. <laughs> uh, with with England, they are in the semifinals. And you were supposed to go to England, and I think in a few weeks, am, am I correct, they're opening up, um, what are they opening up, the American consulate there, or are they opening An embassy, up? Embassy, well, you know. Embassy, I'm sorry. A lot of things, maybe a Chick-fil-A, who knows, a lot of openings. Why aren't you going now, Mr. President? Well, you know, there's a lot of uh, turmoil in England, a lot of, uh, you know, some disrespectful people, uh, not showing proper respect to, to be honest, to their better. I mean, we beat England, and they've been looking up at us ever since. We saved them in World War II, and now they're very disrespectful. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens, and we'll we'll talk, and we'll we'll meet, and there'll be there'll be talks, and there'll be meetings. But uh, you know, we're not going to maybe go to the consulate because I hear they're very being very disrespectful. The disrespect you're talking about is the mayor approved. Them flying a. Uh, oh, by the way, the mayor of London. Is, it, is there a mayor Muslim, of London? The Muslim mayor of London. There is a mayor by of his London. Full name, the Muslim. Uh, Muslim. Mayor ma- okay, of so London. the Muslim mayor of London. Like Lloyd's of London, except he's the Muslim mayor of London. He's so the a real Muslim. The Muslim mayor, he approved a giant uh, float of yeah, you. Yeah, maybe we better make sure it doesn't have dynamite in it. Okay. Mayor so you think there was. So you think there was something shady in that float well, that the Muslim know. mayor? We don't know. You know, obviously the Muslims have a big problem with uh, our way of life. And just because he was elected mayor doesn't necessarily mean that he's, you know, a good guy. So you're not going because of safety or because of disrespect or both? Well, it's, you know, there's many reasons. Obviously, I'm not going to lie. The disrespect uh, did not make me feel uh, generous. But obviously, we have to look out for our president's safety. The president is, is uh, very important, and we got to make sure he's okay. Well, it's good to have you back, Mr. President. We missed you on the week off. So you've been listening to the to the podcast, Dave? 
Yes, Mr. President. I listen. I'm an, I'm an avid good. listener. I'm well, really good. It's that it's a great happy to be, here. to be here. We've been having a lot of a string of bad luck with tech stuff, guys. So we're hoping maybe you can be the guy that stays. Who has been your favorite so far? Just curious. Well, you know, there was uh, there was Ray. There was Kellogg. I remember Kellogg. Two scoops. <laughs> Got to get that raisin bran. And you just keep getting rid of these tech stuff, guys. Well, I don't get rid. You know, I just come, I show up. You know, they bring me to the to the studio. We we tell the American people what's going on, and then then there's a tech stuff guy there. Okay. Well, let's get down to business. Uh, you appointed Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, would you like to tell me tell us about Brett Kavanaugh and why you chose him? Brett, nerd Kavanaugh, big nerd, big nerd Brett. He's uh, got a big brain. He looks kind of like a sexy John Ashcroft. He's one of those, he's kind of balding, but he's still got a lot of thick hair, which, you know, obviously, you know, I'm a big fan of. I like, you know, not a lot of people know this. Of course, you have a mane. You have a mane. Well, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. Not a lot of people know that. And I saw in his hairstyle, it was receding, but he was was still making it work. Okay. Uh, He's a good guy. Uh, He's went to Yale. And Yale, double Yale, Yale yeah. squared. Yeah, well, no, just two Yale. Okay, not Yale squared. No problem. And believe me, I went to Wharton Business School. I know a lot of math. You do. But he's a good guy. He's very conservative, very tough conservative, very smart guy. I, I didn't. The voice, his voice, kind of bothered me a little bit. It's a very thick, nerdy voice. Yeah, his voice is strange. It doesn't look like that should be coming out of him. He sound, you know, it's. I almost didn't pick him to be honest, but his credentials were so good. He's a good guy. But, you know, he kind of reminded me of the guy that attacks Bill Murray on the street in Groundhog Day. Okay. Kind of that kind of a nerdy voice. But he's, uh, like I said, he's a good guy. And, uh, you know, besides to put good people on the, uh, on the Supreme Court. Besides going to Yale twice, what else do you know about him? He's on the D.C. Circuit. That's a big court in uh, D.C. Circuit Court, in fact. And why, in, in your opinion, is he so qualified? Well, he's written a lot of big opinions. He's been on the court for quite some time. He's a respected legal mind. And uh, I also think he, uh, you know, he's got a wife and two daughters. So I know he must hate women. Because that's a lot of women to be. And I know when my conservative and my evangelicals, (laughs) we love our evangelicals, they're going to want him to be very rough with Roe v. Wade. Very rough. Roe v. Wade will need a Me Too movement once he's done with it. So are you hinting to Roe v. Wade being overturned? I'm not hinting at anything. I think I pretty much have been saying it for two years. That's exactly (laughs) what we're going to do. Okay, just come out and say it. We're going to grab Roe by the pussy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We might have a title for our podcast already. (laughs) Um. I'm doing a Kirk Douglas, not a Kirk, a Kirk Gibson. Remember that? When, Kirk, he, when, when he hit the fist, home run? I, when he hit that home run? I can't believe you were watching that. Well, you know, remember. you got to do something when your models are servicing you. Now, he, he has two daughters. Do you have any opinions of, of his daughters? They're, they're very young daughters, so one I hope you don't. One looked kind of like a pissed-off Jennifer Lawrence. Pissed-off Jennifer and Lawrence. And the other one kind of looked like him, and we're not going to go any further into that. Let's not pick on these, these no, young they're lovely, girls. No, they're lovely people. They're, they're, they're young. People. They're the Kavanaugh's. The Kavanaugh. Nerd Kavanaugh. He's already got a nickname. <laughs> nerd Kavanaugh. Big Nerd Brett. <laughs> Is Big Nerd Brett a religious man? Well, he's a, he's a man of great faith. Um, 
So I've heard. We didn't get into faith, really. You know, George Michael, very good guy. Have you had any alone time with Mr. Kavanaugh sure, and got we to talked. know him? We had a good talk. What do you guys have in common? Great hair. Of course. Both really smart Ivy League people. Of course. You know, and uh, he went to the best law school. I went to the best business school. So we're, we have a lot in common. He's got two daughters. I have uh, I have one daughter, but... Uh, you you know. don't have one daughter. You have more than one daughter. Who? Y- you're going to keep ignoring her as your daughter, Mr. President? Come on. Mr. Kavanaugh, I'm sure he... Well, Brett he's got Kavanaugh. two daughters. They were standing right there. <laughs> Everybody knows Ivanka, big, thick, curvy, luscious, beautiful Ivanka. We all know Ivanka. I have a daughter. So the other one you... Okay. That's fine. Who? How does um, Brett Kavanaugh uh, feel about uh, Russia? Is he as, uh, Does he like Russia just as much as you do, or he has no opinion on Russia? Well, I'm going to put it this way. Brett Kavanaugh soon to be Justice Kavanaugh, he's not going to be doing anything about Russia. Okay. And I'm going to leave it at that. Sounds good. Sounds sketchy. No Russia. I will, I will leave that alone. When we ordered sandwiches, he actually said, no Russian dressing, and that's when I knew I had a friend. What kind of sandwich was he eating? He was eating remember? a turkey sandwich. So, you know, Russian dressing goes good with a turkey sandwich. So it, when he said, no Russia, I said, very good. Just turkey, plain, just turkey plain. and bread? Have you seen the man? Big nerd breath. That's a plain sandwich. Dry. That's disgusting. What were you eating? Well, I was eating, you know, McDonald's, a nice cheeseburger. Of course you were. With a, fil- you, a fish, fi- fish fillet sandwich. You love McDonald's. Well, it's a, they're good guys. Does McDonald's cater in the White House? Well, we can't get into that, you know, security measures, but yes. <laughs> Was that off the podcast record? <laughs> well, of course you wait. I mean, you, you know. I'm gl- See, I know you've been listening to the podcast because that's become kind of a signature. You know, we stop recording when you hear me say that, and then it resumes. So a lot of things have not gotten out there, thank God. Nothing has gotten out there. On a lighter note, LeBron James, you're familiar well, with that African-American? Dark, to be honest, oh. he's pretty dark. He said a lighter note. I thought maybe we'd be talking. I was like, I don't know anybody who's really lighter than Brett Kavanaugh, maybe Neil Gorsuch. <laughs> I didn't Neil mean Gorsuch s- makes Brett Kavanaugh look like a black. I w- he's so white bread. I we, call him, we call him Home Pride because he's even whiter than Wonder. I wasn't talking he's got about the butter on top. Remember those commercials? Very good, good bread, good guy. I wasn't talking about skin color. I was just talking about not a political topic, Mr. President. Who are we talking about? LeBron James, the basketball player, an African American. He is okay. How you know he he's now playing for the Lakers? Well, he signed with the Lakers, which is good. Get him a far away from DC. Ohio was too close. Do you have any opinion? We don't really get California. What's he going to, you know, they're, they're already lost souls. Do you have any opinion on LeBron James, how he keeps jumping from team to team, chasing championships? Well, a real winner like my good friend Michael Jordan would stay in the same city. And he would win for those people. And instead he keeps going, you know, to different places. Now, granted, he's got some good taste. You know, I love... Miami and California have very good women. They do. But, uh, you know, that's... I wouldn't do it if I were him. I think it was very weak. He's going to look strange in purple. Well, you know, we call him LeBron the Barney. <laughs> LeBarney? LeBarney. Le there you go. LeBarney. <laughs> yeah. Sharing means caring, please. 
So you have no real opinions on LeBron besides... Uh, well, he supported Hillary Clinton, and he hasn't won a title since. That, How about that? That's definitely related, for sure. I think so. Zero titles. Zero. Supported loser, crooked Hillary. No more titles. How about Scott Pruitt? Uh the Environmental Protection Shady Agency. Scott. Shady Scott it is. Him. Shady Scott. What did he do for the environment? He, honestly, we're off the podcast record. Wait. If Now we are. Basically, Mother Nature. Okay, I don't know if you saw the movie The Accused. But Mother Nature was basically Jodie Foster on a pinball machine. <laughs> and Scott Pruitt somehow was both plowing her and cheering her on, cheering on the assault on mother nature he's a real bad guy so he was every character in that scene i mean that's how active he was in destroying mother nature i mean this guy would blow a lump of coal if it meant uh, somebody getting black lung even if it had to be him he was that dedicated but he's a good guy <laughs> of course he's a good guy are you upset that he resigned well, he was starting to... Emb- we're, we're off the podcast record still. Right? Wait one second. Now we are. He was really embarrassing us because he was, you know, he wanted to be a rich guy. Like, I'm rich. Okay, yes. I got beautiful models, private planes. I got the whole deal. I think he wanted that lifestyle. So he was ordering all these private things and extra security he didn't need and, you know, trying to fly first class everywhere. Like, you're going, to, you're going to Oklahoma for a minor league baseball game. Why do you have to fly first class? You're embarrassing me. And so it got to the point where it was, he was doing very good work, okay? Mother Nature, you know, was could have raped. been part of the Me Too movement. He was doing such damage to her. <laughs> and by the way, we don't really support the Me Too movement. It's a real, a real hoax. Don't put, worry, you're still off the podcast. Put, put on by the Chinese. The Chinese created Me Too to, to hurt our entertainment people because they want their movie business to grow, okay? Chinese cinema, that's true. Not Bollywood? Well, you know, who cares about those? But they want their big action movies, so they thought, let's take out Harvey Weinstein. Okay, he's making very big movies. So where was I? So you think Me Too has nothing to do with actually women being sexually assaulted or harassed. It has to do with Scott Pruitt and China and their movie industry. Well, Scott Pruitt was just an analogy. But yes, I think the Chinese created the Me Too movement to hurt are great entertainers. We have the best people, and they want to really stop that. We've got Gary Sinise, Vince Vaughn, you know, Kevin James, great conservative entertainers. Did Scott Pruitt resign because you found out about all the shadiness? He was shady Scott. I mean, he was doing a good job, but that doesn't mean he wasn't also shady as shady AF, as the young people say. Okay, we're back on the record. Yes. Was Shady Scott his nickname the whole time or just when well, he Well, once he started acting shady. Okay. Which was pretty much right away. So Shady Scott Pruitt. What do you think he's going to do now since he resigned? Well, he's going to keep pretending to be a Christian. You, so know. He, you don't think he's a real Christian? Well, I mean, he goes to church, but come on. This guy. Even I can spot it, how big a hypocrite he is. How did uh, your, your man's Mr. Pence feel about Mr. Pruitt? Well, Pence is very sad about uh, me picking Kavanaugh, by the way. Why? Well, he knew one of my finalists. One of my three finalists was Judge Hardiman. Hardiman. And he wanted Hardiman. He said, hard man. I like hard men. So he just chose him 
based on his name and his likes of hard men? Well, that's what he said. And I said, big gay Mike Pence, we can't have that happen. Does he get annoyed when you call him big gay Mike Pence or he just accepts it because you're the president? Let me tell you something. He takes it. He enjoys taking it. He's a real catcher, as they say in the community. So you're insinuating that he, he takes your insults and takes it in his asshole. He's a real bottom. He's a bottom VP. <laughs> okay. But his wife says he's just very religious and his wife has to come with to the every beard. meeting. We call her the beard. <laughs> we call her the beard. Beard Pence. <laughs> I did not know that his wife's nickname was Beard Pence, but that's awesome. Let's just jump to... But he was okay. He's okay with whatever I do. And, you know, he was supportive of Scott Pruitt when I was supportive. And then when I told Shady Scott to hit the bricks, Big Gay Pence gave him a pat on the rear end and said, all right, I'll miss you. Does Pence approve of Kavanaugh or no? Well, he, uh, he does, I think. Well, you know, I told him to. And he's a good guy, so... <laughs> Does he have an opinion, though, or he just says whatever you do? Well, he's, you know, he's my lieutenant, kind of, and you know what? I make the decisions. He, he lets me know that he likes my decisions, and we have a great working relationship. Because you had a lot of people resign. I'm starting to think that anyone who disagrees with you just ends up leaving. Well, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. When you're making America great again and somebody disagrees with you, that means they don't want to make America great. They just want to make it good. Not good enough. Right. So you get out. Even if you're a good guy, you got to go. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Breastfeeding, Mr. Trump. Were you breastfed as a, as a baby? You know, I have one of the great memories of all time, but I have to tell you I don't <laughs> recall specifically getting breastfed. You have one of the greatest memories, but you don't recall it? Well, I was very young. Was Ivanka breastfed? Did I feed on Ivanka's breasts? What no, kind of not you, Mr. President. What kind of question is that? You're, you misunderstood what Have I'm I saying. thought about it? Of course, but have I, I done it? I didn't ask you that either. I'm not asking anything about you know, this Ivanka's. This happened with Kellogg, even though I liked him. He went down a very disgusting road with he my beautiful, curvaceous, delicious daughter, Ivanka. What I'm trying to say... Not if you, nothing, nothing about Ivanka's breasts. Well, Did they're your, pretty good. I don't know why you're dismissing them. They're pretty, I paid top dollar for them. I know, but what I'm trying to say, did your children breastfeed or were they given formula growing up when they were babies? Well, I mean, you know, I was, you know, at work making money, becoming a, a, a brand, helping my family in that way. So, you know, I don't know what the whoever they were. You have, you have, so you don't know if they were breastfed or formula. Well, that's not really my business. You know, I don't have, I have pecs, not breasts. No, I understand that. <coughs> you don't have uh, any thoughts about should babies be breastfed or f or given formula because... Well, it's not a, I mean, what are we doing? It's not a National Geographic magazine. No, but research you know, has formula come out works. that breastfeeding is, is healthier for the child. Well, then I guess do it. I don't care. Who am I? Am I going to tell you not to put your titty in your baby's mouth? But you know, what's all this like business going guy. on? Breastfeed your kid. The World Health Organization, they said that breastfeeding 
is good and they're all about breastfeeding. But now all these formula companies are losing money and they're trying to get these third world nations to actually stop breastfeeding now and give formula to these third world nations instead of breastfeeding, which they've been doing for years and years and years. Well, let me ask you a question. Are any of these third world nations, so-called nations, they might be shitholes, are they America? You won't even call them a nation? Are they America? Are we talking about America? No, we're not talking about well, America. Well, then, doesn't really matter, okay? We're going to do what's best for our business. So if Gerber, okay, good guys at Gerber, if they want one to use formula because it'll help American businesses and American workers, then so be it. Do it. So you don't think it should be up to the mother? Well, nobody's forcing them, but I don't think we have to encourage or make policy saying, yeah, titty feed your kid, Esmeralda. No, we don't need to do that. I'd rather Jim and Mike feed their American families because of their good, hard-earned jobs in America at the Gerber factory than Juanita and Lupe breastfeeding their kids when they could be giving them formula that America made. I like these names you're choosing. You know, they want to come to America. They want to come to America, but then they don't want America formula. Please. Why are all these third world world nations all Latin? Well, aren't they? No, there's many. It's very diverse world, Mr. President. All right, so voodoo lady from Haiti can drink our formula too. No, but if they want to breastfeed, why can't they just breastfeed if that's the healthier thing to do than well, push they, formula on there's them? There's a lot of data. We've got to figure out if it's the healthy option. But nobody's holding a gun to their head saying, here, take this formula. But if we can, if we can feed babies and help good American workers at the same time, then that's what I'm for. But I'm sure there are threats to their economy where they kind of feel they have to use formula instead of breastfeeding. Well, we're going to, you know, we're going to push, we're going to use our strength to, you know, encourage these shitholes to use our formula. Mr. President, you throw out a lot of threats like like uh, Harley Davidson. They didn't want to manufacture... The Joker's girlfriend. No. The motorcycle. Oh, yes. We love, we love our motorcycles in America. Very American. But you... you Tough guys. Good guys. But you were saying if they don't manufacture in the U.S. and they go elsewhere, you're going to make sure that they are taxed and it would be very bad for their business if they go elsewhere to manufacture motorcycles. Correct. But you just said they were good guys. Well, you know, sometimes good guys make mistakes and they got to be put back in place. Why can't they go manufacture somewhere else if... They it's can. not working out and here. And then there's going to be consequences. We're making America great, not making uh, Luxembourg great or wherever they want to build their, their hogs, their choppers. Have you ever uh, rode a motorcycle? No. Why not? You know, it's uh, insurance purposes. You know, I'm a very tough guy. I don't know. You know, you know we've just met, but I'm very a really tough guy. Now, I've listened to the podcast. I know you used to box. And, a lot of uh, tough guy in me 
and uh, not as much as tough guys that have been in big gay Mike Bence, but <laughs> he likes tough guys. You know, when you're running, when you're running multi-billion-dollar businesses, you know, there's insurance and motorcycles. Just I'm too valuable is basically the point. You know. When was the last time you drove a car? Oh, it's been a while. So you just get driven around all the time. That doesn't get boring. Well, I'm always working. I'm always uh, busy, you know, on the phone, working out meetings, figuring new deals. And obviously, as president, I'm extremely busy. You don't miss driving through the drive-thru at McDonald's? No, actually, it's kind of fun when you you just you tell them what you want, and then the driver gets it and, like, passes it through the window back to you. It's <laughs> uh, very, you have the little... feels very cool. I'm sure that is cool. You, you ride in a limo all the time? A lot of the time. Okay. Well, do you? No, yeah, I, I didn't think so. <laughs> I, I don't ride in the limo. I've, I've ridden, I've, I've rode in a limo a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, okay, prom and wedding, great, good for you. Prom, your prom and wedding—that's my Tuesday afternoon. No, my prom—we actually had a party bus. We didn't even have a, a limo. You ever been on a party dis- bus? That's disgusting. Why? Well, it's just very low, low rent. It was fun. It was a lot roomier. You could stand up in it. Yeah, a lot it was of a stripper poor people pole. are always talking about how fun things are. Let me tell you something. You know what's fun? What? Not being poor. Being extremely rich. <laughs> That's fun. It is fun. So I'm, I'm sure they have party buses for the rich where you can stand up. and. Well, yeah, we know. But, we, you know, you have party buses. I have, uh, you know, 767 fuck flights. Okay. Is that not exactly it? a party bus. Do you think Air Force One meets your needs? Barely, but it does. How would you upgrade Air Force One? Well, you know, better bed. Uh, I would, you know, no Casper. Separate, no, no Casper. Okay. Uh, separate quarters for the first lady. You know, we need to have her maybe towards the front of the plane. You know, so there can be some privacy. Okay. You know, and. Uh, just little touches here and there, less, you know, a little more gold and black, to be honest. But they're doing they're doing the best they can. We've had former President Obama on the podcast. You guys did not see eye to eye a lot, and you you argued a lot on the podcast. We're gonna have him back, and hopefully, because I feel like you guys could be friends. We're gonna have him back soon. We're just gonna let the dust settle a little bit because I feel like you guys are still angry about what happened. Well, he's a failed leader. And if he wants to apologize to me for the way he's talked about me, uh, then I would, I would, I would be happy to listen to that. But, uh, I don't think he seems like a very proud, stubborn man who would, you know, not, not, you know, show me obedience. I mean, I doubt he's going to apologize, but does it bother you that he was riding on Air Force One before you and that he was sitting well, in the Oval we're Office off the podcast before you? Record, right? what? Okay, now we are. I had two Russian hookers pee on the Air Force One bed <laughs> and actually all over it just to defile him. So now it's been purified in the, in the yellow waters of Mount Moscow. How about the Oval Office? He sat... Behind that desk Well, we got you? rid of that chair and desk. Oh, you got new ones. Yeah, absolutely. And how about the, the bed in the White House? Lusty African germs all over the table. I don't, th- I don't think he's, he's African. I don't think he's from Africa. Mr. Well, he's from uh, Hawaii, I think. Barack Obama? Yeah. Sounds pretty African to me. 
but he's he's I don't think he's African. I think he's Hawaiian. Well, you know, we're okay. still figuring the, this thing out. All right. Last topic of today: trans athletes. You know, you know what trans athletes are. I do not. So these athletes uh, were once either a man or a woman, and then they transitioned. So a man would transition to a woman, and a woman would transition to a man, and this happens now at, at young ages. And well, you know, frankly, I find that to be offensive and kind of gross. Okay, well, it's, it's happening in our country right now. Well, maybe we can see what we can do about that. Uh, I mean, you've taken away lots of gay rights. I don't know if you can end trans people, but you can try. I want to know how you feel about this, if you can have an open mind. There are some male athletes who have transitioned to female athletes in the high school and college level. Do you think it's fair for these uh, male to female uh, trans athletes that they could compete with other just regular female athletes? Well, you know, it. I think it's kind of disgusting for like a man to all of a sudden say, well, now I feel like a woman, so let me go, you know, do mixed martial arts with Becky. No, but we're talking like like running. Like there was a, a race. Well, men are bigger and stronger and faster and, and better and smarter, to be honest. So it's it's kind of weird to think that you could just sort of say, I you know grew out my hair and got a manicure, and now all of a sudden I can you know run against you and weightlift against you. It's totally ridiculous. I think it's a little more than that to transition than just growing your hair out and having a manicure. But so you you don't agree that these trans athletes should be competing with the female athletes. You see Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. You think Buffalo Bill should be competing against my granddaughter in middle school? Well, I don't know. Buffalo Bill, I think, was a cross-dresser and not trans. I think he just liked to wear women's clothing, which is different. These trans people actually become... Uh, a woman or become a, a man they have uh, they would if there's a man they'll remove their penis and they'll get a vagina or a female will then somehow I think they make the vagina into a penis and they start taking more testosterone well, they you, really become you chop off the penis that's only going to make you even faster it's like now you've got all the man strength without the man equipment holding you down and believe me my equipment holds me down <laughs> of course it does so it's like a Anchor. <laughs> That's why you don't run? I run the country. That's what I run. <laughs> so no running races because your penis is too racist, big at anchors. I'm not you a racist. I'm the least racist person you know. <laughs> nice. I didn't even say racist. I said like a race, like a running race. Races. Oh, it sounded like you said racist. I, uh, no, well, I haven't run in a while. I ran for office and I won that. You did. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, I guess. <laughs> so at least we agree on this. You don't think that these trans athletes should be competing with female athletes. Cool. We agree on something today. That's good. Well, it's just, you know, come on. But you're really disgusted about it and you want to try to get rid of the trans... How are you going to get rid of trans people? Well, we're not going to get... You know, we'll just sort of kind of... First, we'll get rid of the bathrooms, which we did. That's a good thing. And then we'll just kind of, you know, maybe transition from, uh, you know, once we get these Latinos together with the, at the border with their families, 
Maybe we just kind of transition the camps into trans camps. <laughs> so once you kick the children out from being taken over their, from their parents, you're just going to put all trans people in these camps. Well, that's an idea. Scary one. Well, we'll see. How do you feel about all these families reuniting uh, after splitting them apart? Well, fortunately, not a lot of them have been reunited. Fortunately? Well, you know, we're trying to deter. We're trying to obey the judges, these fake liberal, fake news judges who are telling me to reunite these people. But a lot of these people people were seeking asylum legally. A lot of these people were trying to come into the country legally, and then they were separated from their parents illegally. Are you a member of Antifa? No, but this is just what I hear. Well, I I'm not a member of ICE, I'll tell you that much. I hear there's a lot of uh, MS-13 people coming. So you're trying to stop all the gangs. Got to stop MS-13, even if it means, you know, the cast of Coco can't come in. <laughs> as long If we can keep the cast of American Me, if you remember that film with Edward James, almost very bad skin. If you remember that film, we got to keep those guys out. So if that means Coco and her family can't come in, so be it. But I don't think Coco and her family are really going to do anything bad in our country. Well, we can't take chances. So just don't let anyone else in. Well, we, but you we can at, let Norwegians in. We love Norway. We love Sweden. I did hear this, though, at a Mar-a-Lago. You Mar-a-Lago. 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 Okay, at Mar-a-Lago, you want to hire immigrant workers. Well, they're cheaper. Right. You know that's double standard, Mr. President? Not at all. Why not? When the president does it, it's not a double standard. It's the standard. But no one else can do it. Well, you don't get the special privileges and rights of a president. Of the standard. That's right. Okay. Makes sense. Believe me, it makes a lot of sense. It does. Tremendous, tremendous sense. Mr. President, it was... Great to have you back this week. It was a lot well, of fun. It was good to meet you, and I think, uh, you know what, you weren't like Kellogg. Uh, I think you were respectful for the most part, so I think I wouldn't be surprised if when I show up next week, if Dave is here again as the tech stuff guy. This oh, there's no first. way Dave is going to be here again, well, I'll tell you that much. Even if you want if him you back, be, I know he won't be, be here. Rude, if you want to be rude like that and tell me you're not going to be here, then <laughs> so, so be it. You won't be here. But I was trying to pay you. A, your president was paying you a compliment, and... Uh, you know, I'm sorry, Mr. President. I, I appreciate the compliment. Well, that's it for this week, Mr. President. Thank you so much, and hopefully you're not too busy next week and you can come back again and discuss everything that's going on in politics and pop culture and whatever is on your mind. Uh, this is Jay Nog. You guys could uh, go to my website, jaynog.com, for dates, and Twitter and Instagram, at jaynog. Oh and please... Keep prom- uh, promoting this podcast. Subscribe. Tell everyone about it on iTunes. Give five-star rating. this, Dave. You ramble on like Kellogg did. I'm trying to promote the podcast here, Mr. President. Well, I heard a lot about yourself. <laughs> there was a little bit about myself. A lot of Dave Nog, whoever that is. <laughs> At Nog, guys. JNog.com. Please, spread the word, guys. Mr. President here, we need more listeners to... Uh, hear all your ideas and all your thoughts. So please subscribe on iTunes, guys. Making podcasts great again. Mr. President, hopefully I will see you next week.
Well, we'll see. And the voice of President Donald J. Trump was done by J.L. Covan. Hello, everybody. Check out jlcomedy.com. <laughs> Buy my Trump album. Subscribe to the podcast. Give it five stars. And whatever. Have a nice week. <laughs>